The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hi everyone, I'm so happy you've tuned in and joined us today. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host Shirley Dalton. Today's show is about freedom but of a different kind. We're honoured today to be talking with Kate Smith, founding director of the charity Broken to Brilliant. Broken to Brilliant is an Australian not-for-profit charity which was established to enable domestic violence survivors to mentor other survivors to re-establish success in their lives. Welcome, Kate, and thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure, Shirley, and thank you very much for having me on today. Oh, Kate, I'm really uh, looking forward to today's conversation. I know it's it's going to be a, an eye-opener for lots of our listeners today. And um, I'll just tell our listeners a little bit about your background and, uh, and then we'll get into mm-hmm. having you tell us all about your vision because it's a big vision. So, Kate, you've worked, in, yeah, you've worked in the private, non-government and government sectors. Your professional background includes working in healthcare, public health and management, and you're an international best-selling author and Quilly Award winner. Is that right? <laughs> yes, you've been doing some homework, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I was a bit worried about my pronunciation there. <laughs> so, so what, just what is that, the, uh, the Quilly Award? Oh, it's an award um, from the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors and uh, I've got it sitting here in front of me actually wow. and it's it's a large, very heavy quill and it's actually been made by the same company that makes the logo, uh, Logie, sorry, the Logie Awards as well and um, it's, it's a quill in the um, course of writing, we used to write with quills, and that's a Quilly Award from um, the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors. Wow, okay, and we, we mentioned the Logie, so for our international listeners, that's uh, like the Australian version of the Academy Awards, um, so, and the Quilly Award we're talking is in Australia? No, I actually had to go to Hollywood to receive that award. Oh, very nice. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) So, Kate, as a mother and domestic violence survivor, your mission is to create a new chapter in the lives of other domestic violence survivors and your charity recently launched the book Broken to Brilliant, Breaking Free to Be You After Domestic Violence. The book contains inspirational stories of strength and success. It's a handbook for survivors and includes heartfelt stories from 10 women who have rebuilt their lives after domestic violence. 
Some of the strategies discussed in the book cover finances, emotions, spirituality, friendship and support. And today we're going to be focusing on some of the signs and symptoms that people experiencing domestic violence may have. And this is particularly important topic for business owners, leaders and managers because it's very possible that some of your employees may be in this situation. We're also going to share the vision for the charity, which whilst it's not for profit, will operate in much the same way as any other business for profit. So much of what we discuss today will be very relevant for our business owners, managers and leaders all around the world. So Kate, let's start with the vision. Tell us about Broken to Brilliant, the charity, and what you aim to achieve and how it will work. Thank you. Yes, we do have very grand plans for the charity, Broken to Brilliant. We actually want to set up uh, success centres. Uh, you know, we need to start with one and then we'd actually like to spread those across um, all of Australia, mm-hmm. one in every state at least. And a success centre is really it's a micro enterprise or a social enterprise um, building where people can go, they can drop in for coffee, go to the garden um, coffee shop and there'll be business centres there, there'll be businesses being run by women that have lived and um, gone through domestic violence but now they're, you know, they're reskilled, they're living their passion and so they're, it's a social enterprise so they're employing other women who have um, gone through domestic violence and training other women as well. So it's really that micro-enterprise or a social enterprise model. Um, Some of the funds go back to supporting the charity and they uh, turn a profit for their business as well and also train others and upskill others. That's one of the things we want to do and we'd like to be able to partner with a range of businesses uh, that can actually help us achieve those goals. So one of the partners we're looking at um, establishing at the moment, we're working with a a coffee shop, uh, Silky Oak Espresso, and uh, looking at how we can set up um, small hole-in-the-wall coffee shops where women can actually own that business and run that business as, as a um, their own business but also give back to uh, the charity as well. One of the key things that uh, everyone needs um, after you come out of such a traumatic time is some re-education. So we'll be looking at doing some education and, and life skills as well. Wow. And and I'm not surprised that you're focusing on business because you have a history of business in your family. Yes. I um, grew up in a private enterprise family and so basically started, you know, working, you know, as soon as, soon as I can remember, we always, you know, worked in the family business and went to work in school holidays and always did elements of, of the business. So it just comes naturally to... Um, be business orientated. I'm not saying that, you know, I always stayed in business and then I went to non-government and then I went to government. But small business actually contributes a lot of employment and a lot of economy and and it's a, a place where people can actually go and build what they would love to do. A lot of people dream of doing things and if they've lived in a domestic violence, um, in, in that type of relationship, off often those dreams are quite squashed and suppressed and it's something someone has always wanted to do. So it's what we really want to do in the centre is bring out what 
um, the people who have been living in a domestic violence situation have really wanted to do their, their dreams, their hopes, their, their goals and just, you know, it may be a business, it may be, you know, developing a skill and getting a job but we just want to bring out what they really wanted to do and, and help to um, bring them forward so they can thrive and if they're thriving, you know, the society and the community also benefits and thrives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. And it's a big project. What made you decide to create the charity and, of course, coordinate the book, Broken to Brilliant, Breaking Free to Be You After Domestic Violence? Well, I've always wanted to do the book. So the book has been in my head for over 15 years. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, in the beginning, I probably just wanted to tell my story and how all the how all the things that were going on in my life were affecting me just so people could understand it. And I suppose at that point in time, it wasn't talked about. Uh-huh. And, you know, now it's talked about quite a lot. But that's probably where I was. But it, the story has changed. And that's because as you come out of domestic violence, you change as well. And your ideas and the way you want to talk about things change. So instead of just telling my story, it's just one person's story. After I received the Quilly Award and got more confidence to think that, yes, my idea was of value um, because I got a Quilly Award for part of, this, part of my story, um, I thought, okay, I can, I can do this. You know, that was, a, you know, receiving that award was a, a bit of a push. Yes, you know, what you are doing will offer some value. Uh, so, as I said, I'm going to do this book. People just started to sit next to me at, uh, you know, if I went to a breakfast meeting or if I went out to lunch or to a dinner or any of those social events, they'd sit next to me and suddenly start opening up about their their story. And I'd say, oh, that's interesting. I've got a background in domestic violence and starting to write a book about it. Would you like to be in the in the book? I didn't have to put out an advert or anything like that. There, I had over 16 people interested and willing to share their story to create the first book and that's all just from sitting next to people and the universe basically led people <laughs> and put us together. Yes, and I'm a big believer in the law of attraction and how when we want to do something, the universe does find a way to bring us the people and the resources and the skills and things that we need. And particularly when you're clear and, you know, not only is this working for you with the book and working for you with the charity, but, you know, it's a good reminder too for our listeners that might be in business that, you know, without that vision, then you don't go very far. But gee whiz, once you get clarity and you know exactly where you want to go with this or even if it's not exactly clear the how, you know what you want to do, you know that why, then the people and the resources start to show up exactly. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I can imagine that it was really uh, would have taken a lot of courage for people to share their story. That was one of the hardest things and that's why we ended up with um, 10 instead of, you know, the original 16. When you start to unearth this, it's actually quite a difficult process because most people just bury, they bury things. They don't really deal with it mm-hmm. and go through the, you know, the healing and recovery type processes that you can choose to do. And so when you go back and think, right, I'm ready to, to unearth this, 
oh, well, you've just opened up a volcano, haven't you? So you really have to go back through it all again. And that was what was happening for a lot of the ladies. And so there was lots of um, phone calls and lots of support questions um, that we were having over the phone because these ladies are scattered across, you know, from even in the USA and all across Australia. So they're not local ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had to work through that. Um, that were, they were encouraged to go back and seek counselling again. Uh, they had to check with their families whether their story, they were happy for their story to be shared. So it was a lot of going back and digging up that wound. Now, why do that? Why do that? It's because they all felt that they had something that was going to benefit somebody else by telling their story. And even the ladies who decided that they couldn't go through because it was too tough, they've all come back and said, thank you, because I actually hadn't you know, gone through that and thought about what had I gone through and then how far I had come in rebuilding my life after all of that. And I just want to thank you for taking me through that journey. So they've all benefited from the process, even though they may not have put, their, um, put pen to paper finally and shared their story, but they've all come back and said that. And uh, the ladies that have gone through and actually shared their story, if they're receiving lots of testimonials of how this book is helping other people and that's really what we wanted to achieve. Yes and thank you so much for sharing that and we're just going to take a quick little break now and when we come back um, you might share some of the, uh, I don't want to call them highlights, but the main points of your story and you know you were telling me that you had a change of uh, position and status in terms of employment and um, and then maybe we'll look at some of the signs and symptoms that people could be on the lookout for. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. We're back. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton, and today we're talking about another kind of freedom, and we're talking with the founding director of the charity Broken to Brilliant, Kate Smith. And just before uh, we, or just during the break, Kate was telling me that we actually didn't exactly say the right people for who made the uh, Quilly Award, and it was actually the Academy Award people. So we apologise for that. We're focusing on Australia, and uh, yes, Kate <laughs> did go to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for leading you down the garden path, Shirley, but I got a bit confused there. <laughs> Uh, it's all good it's all good so um, what we want to do in this section Kate is if you wouldn't mind sharing some of your story and then uh, particularly about one of the bosses that you had and um, how instrumental that was in your story and then also we better make a definition for what we mean by domestic violence and then maybe some signs and symptoms that people may not be aware of, but um, certainly once you explain it, then, you know, uh, it it might help save somebody and it might educate some people. So if you'd like to share a little bit with us, please. Okay, thank you. I suppose I, I didn't really recognise that I was in a domestic violence relationship mm-hmm. at all. I either thought we were we were struggling. We were struggling on a number of levels. And because I wasn't in a physically, in the beginning, it wasn't physically abusive. Mm -hmm. It did escalate to that. But really it was uh, around lots of degrading comments uh, that uh, were, you know, I could never cook properly or I couldn't do anything right, all those types of little niggly things. And there was lots of financial uh, abuse going on, you know, money going missing, money disappearing out of accounts, uh, you know, ki- kids' money being taken, that type of things going on, and uh, our precious possessions being hopped uh, and pawned. Mm-hmm. So we never sort of knew where our, our finances were going. So we were really struggling financially as well. And as, uh, as the relationship, you know, was spiralling out of control, you know, we're trying, we're going to all the types of counselling that I we could attend, every type of counselling we could attend and we were sitting in this counselling session and they interrupted us because we were telling the stories of what was happening between us and they interrupted us and said, excuse me just for one minute, we're just going to uh, take your partner over here and you're going to stay here and after they had done that they said, you are in a domestic violence relationship. I said, I beg your pardon? They said, you are in a domestic violence relationship. This is abuse. This is controlling behaviour and what this, what's happening here is not normal. I went, oh, no, 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 not really. It's all the side effects of the compulsive gambling and, you know, I'm, 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 we're working through that. I did not know I was in that type of relationship and I remember going to our the counselling sessions for weeks 
books and on the whiteboard they would write up this is a domestic violence situation, this is why it is and these things are the honeymoon phase. Here are all the actions that show this is abuse, you know, the, um, the verbal abuse, the emotional abuse, you know, everything, so emotional abuse for example, everything that went wrong was my fault. I was the problem for everything, even if the money went missing because it had been gambled on the races. It was my fault because I hadn't asked a question about where the money was. So everything got turned around to being my fault and that's what they call emotional abuse. But it took so long for me to understand that because I, I just because you're in the relationship, you can't see the wood for the trees and it becomes your normal. So you don't realise what normal isn't. And I was very fortunate that my I had a really good boss because when things started to really escalate and it also became physically abusive with uh, threats to my life, my children's life and lots of um, scary incidents that were occurring, my boss could would listen to what I was saying and she would go, that's not normal and then she would give me things to do and she would say, you need to go and report that to the police right now. And I was sort of erring on the side of caution of, oh, you know, I don't, you know, I'd already had a restraining order in place. Oh, I don't really need to. I've got that in place. You need, you know, and she was quite insistent in making me realise that I needed to follow through and do those things. And and there was a number of other things that she also put in place as well. And uh, they included like. Um, you know, make sure you come to work every day. I want to see you every day. Even if you're not feeling good and things have been really hard and you haven't even slept, I want you to come to work. And so I would turn up every day because she had asked me to turn up every day. And then she would say, well, look, we know things are really, really bad. Um, I think you will we'll move your desks just in case, you know, he decides to walk past the door and he, you know, he could see you. We'll move you to this location so you can't be seen from you know, the front door of the offices. So, you know, that was all the things that she thought of. She said, oh, and where are you parking? How about if, if you park over here, that's undercover and, you know, in case he's following you, he's not going to see you if you park in there. And how about um, when you walk across, you, you put a hat and a scarf on and that way and your sunglasses and that way it's going to be harder for him to recognise you. I was being followed. I was wow. being stalked. So all of these things... I wasn't going to think of these things. I was too on edge, but I turned up for work every day. She helped me give me all of these tips. Um, and then, you know, in, in a really serious incident that occurred, she said, that's it, we've got to go down to the police station. So she just drove me down to the police station and said, this is what's happening. And that's when we had um, some incidents with our um, the pets in the backyard. So with her support, her encouragement, and, and just looking at and listening to what I was saying going, that's not normal, I, I really feel that she, this boss really helped to save my life by being that supportive in the workplace as well. 
Wow, what what an amazing boss, B G, and um and and for yourself to to not understand that you were in that situation, and if you've got nothing to compare it to, you wouldn't know, and and that's I think one of the reasons why you are so passionate about uh, sharing this and putting it in the book is to educate people, not only people who may be in this situation, but also our bosses, our leaders, our managers, our business owners because, you know, it's, it's highly likely that uh, in, you know, I don't know what the statistics are but in the organisations, you know, there's a possibility that that may be happening and, wow, credit credit to your boss. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's right. She, she really had her, she really understood it. I mean, and, and because of the area that we worked in, the um, type of um, non-government organisation we worked in, that was a topic that we all did cover. Even though I had been, you know, had education sessions on it, I just didn't apply it to myself. That always was somebody else. Mm -hmm. And because it was such a gradual, it was a gradual process over 15 years of different types of abuse and it, start, it was escalating, escalating, escalating. I didn't identify those earlier forms of emotional abuse and um, things and verbal abuse as... as as domestic violence. That was just the way that person was. And when, when it got to the last you know, couple of years, that's when it really kicked into being more physical abuse at the end as it escalated. And so I think that's a good time to... Um to define that for for people. So when we're talking about domestic violence, it's not just physical abuse, as you've said. There's uh, financial, you said psychological, emotional, controlling. Um, you know, most people, when they think domestic violence, is um, physical abuse. Yeah, that's, that's just one element of it. You know, you can have sexual abuse from, you know, you're married and you're still being forced to have sex, emotional abuses around, you know, always being blamed for something and constantly, you know, undermining the other person. Um, verbal abuse is the continual put-downs. You know, when, when we're talking about domestic and family violence, it's continual. It's not the one-off, but it's the things that are ongoing, repetitive. Um, social abuse, you know, systematic isolation from your friends and families and and so, so you can't see can't be with them that type of thing economic abuse taking full control over money so you don't have any access to any money you know the bank accounts and things like that wow and the other point there is to that I want to make like I, for me I, I'm just sitting here thinking wow you know this is incredible uh, that people could be living like this so I really want to um, acknowledge you for sharing that and educating people and one of the points that you made was that um, you can't think you know when when those situations occur and it's a little bit of a different situation but I remember in a charity that I supported called Make Today Count and we uh, supported people with life-threatening and terminal illnesses and there was a particular family that I supported and they were waiting on a heart transplant and they had to drive two hours to go to a major city when, when they got the call. 
And so what we did was we made sure that they had all of the organisational stuff in place so that there was petrol always in the car, that the bags were packed, that there was enough mm -hmm. food, that the children were um, going to be taken care of, you know, on standby with neighbours and relatives because as soon as they got that call, they had to jump in the car and go. And and as you say, you, you when you're in that situation, it's very difficult to be thinking straight. And so if you've got somebody around who can help you with that, that's just amazing. So we're going to take yes. a safety plans. Safety yes. plans, yes, I like that. That's yes. really Yes, good. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to look at uh, where we're going with the education and the success centres and then what people can do if they're in a situation like that or if you find that you've got uh, some of your employees perhaps in a situation like that, what you can do. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. And wow, if you've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and we've been talking with Kate Smith and I want to really thank Kate for sharing her story and uh, and also educating us around what it means to have domestic violence and to be involved with that. And Kate, you mentioned that there was another type of abuse that's considered domestic violence that we didn't talk about and that's spiritual abuse. So what, what exactly does that mean? I suppose uh, it can mean a range of things around not denying someone access to their religious ceremonies, um, preventing them from, you know, observing different um, religious things that they beliefs, not mm -hmm. being able to be involved in those types of things. Yeah, so it 
could take on many forms, but it's also a very important um, type of abuse that um, we don't want to leave out of the, the list. Yes, and it reminds me um, in some of the work that I've done with my clients, one of them in particular was going for some accreditation and they work in the disability area. And when we were looking at their policies and procedures, we had to have a whole lot of policies and procedures around being able to ensure that the participants were able to express themselves spiritually and to go to different ceremonies or religious uh, gatherings and things. And it was really important for people to have that uh, sense of their own culture and values and individuality. And uh, so mm -hmm. you're saying here that, you know, in some cases people may not have that uh, in their daily life. So That's right, yeah. So in a minute we're going to get into you know what it takes to start up a charity and it's like a start-up business but I, I just want to cover off and, and finish off if for our listeners that um, are interested if they've got some people that they may have a, a suspicion or they may not even be aware what would be some of the things that they could notice to think wow this person that they're working with might be in one of these situations? Well, there could be a range of uh, different responses that the person may exhibit and it all depends on the type of abuse as well. I mean if it's physical you may see someone dressing in clothes that are inappropriate like long sleeves and long pants when it's extremely hot mm -hmm. or always wearing sunglasses and things like that mm -hmm. or lots and lots of makeup on. Mm -hmm. um, but for people that are experiencing verbal, emotional, um, those types of abuses, they could be very afraid and anxious, always willing to please their partner and um, they may always just agree with their partner all the time. Uh, their, their partner may check in and or they may have to check in and say this is where I am and what I'm up to in, in times that are so frequent that you sort of think oh that's a lot of times you've got to check in and and uh, sometimes they may just talk about oh well you know I better not do that because you know they're, they're really jealous and they don't like me doing those types of things and they'll say they'll go to an event and they'll never never show and uh, without any reason Mm -hmm. They could be late, um, they may be experiencing lots of financial problems when both people work and you sort of think, well, how, how can that be when, you know, they've both got reasonable jobs and, uh, yeah, just, uh, just, you know, just not themselves, you know, and that maybe getting more depressed and just a change of personality, those types of, you know, just basic you, you'll probably know but you might want to you know dismiss it but you'll you get a sense especially if you know the person and if you sort of get that sense you know just sort of ask you know is everything okay you're not quite yourself something simple like that and when they they'll it's also a trusting for them to be able to tell you because they're going to be scared Mm -hmm. And they're not sure, and, and if someone else finds out, and if you know their partner finds out that they've said something, well, they're going to be fearful of that. So mm -hmm. it's about you know building up the trust for them to be able to tell as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And one of the other things that uh, you've mentioned to me during the break was that uh, um, 
when you finally left your situation, you, you basically got demoted, didn't you? You you went from <laughs> having a managerial position to <laughs> starting all over. Homeless and unemployed. <laughs> basically homeless and unemployed. I was that for uh, a number of months and I had to take part-time work to begin with because I just couldn't achieve, you know, finding a roof over our heads and having kids on at school on different sides of a river and trying to uh, get a job. So I took the first part-time job that I could, mm -hmm. and um, and then and that was, you know, back down quite a, f a few rungs down the ladder mm -hmm. but it was better than not having anything and it also I needed to rebuild my confidence as well because I just felt like well I can't do anything I couldn't you know I couldn't do my job I couldn't do anything my everything had failed you know the relationship had failed my life had failed and so I probably wouldn't have been able to the way I was I'm not saying that other people are like that but I'm saying the way I was I had to start I had to start at the bottom again and then from that job I applied for another job and I got that and then and it, I just had I worked my way back up and finally got my manager's job after a number of years. Mm. But that took I had to you know and I did I went to get some counseling and some coaching and re-education to be able to achieve that because I had lost a lot of self-confidence um, going through all of all of that um, you know break up and relationship breakup and things it knocks mm. you around <laughs> yes yeah I can imagine it certainly would and I remember a speech by JK Rawlings and she was saying you know when you when you get to the point of rock bottom and uh, there's nowhere else to go and of course you know look at her success story now um, mm. but yeah it's a, it's a critical place to be and so it's now really important for you to be able to accelerate that so that it, other people who find themselves in that position don't have to take as long as it took you to rebuild yourself and, uh, and I know it, we were talking again in the break about your starting with this charity and it is, it's like a startup business. You have an idea, you've got a vision and then you have to fund it, you have to get people, you have to get venues. So tell us a little bit about what's happening in this new startup of the charity because you said you mentioned it's um, just recently been started. Yes, well, there's lots of hoops to jump through. You know, we've written our charity plan and submitted, our, you know, to be endorsed because you have to be endorsed as a charity. So we've done a number of steps to achieve all of that, and that took a number of months as well. But um, there's more steps that we're jumping through, some um, other hoops because uh, you've got to get um, in Australia. Each state is also you've got to be endorsed as well. So we're in that process at the moment. So we've received the national endorsement mm -hmm. with the Australian um, Commissions and Not-for-Profits Commission, ACNC, and we've received our um, deductible gift recipient status as well. And that required business plans and we've got the governance process in place and so we've got our directors, we're set up as a company and uh, we've got... Um, board members, we have our monthly meetings and we've got a committee that helps us with um, events and, and we're growing our membership base. And we had to be quite clear around, okay, so what are we going to try and achieve first? And we'd already started, like I'd already started with the book process, but the decision of which way will we going to set up, 
that took quite a while. We had lots of you know drawings around, do we become this type of business? Do we become a charity? Do we not? And we thought because of the work that we were doing, because it's really helping to uh, relieve you know poverty and distress and, and people's misfortune and, and rebuild lives, we thought that it really did fit in the charity realm, but we also want to fund the charity through being successful, you know, social enterprise and business orientated because we don't want to just rely on grants and fundraising all the time. We want to, if we help other women to, and anybody who's experienced domestic violence be successful in, they, in what they want to be, then we're going to be successful. We can mentor, support, encourage others to live their dreams and be successful then the whole charity is going to be successful from that. And that's what it is. It's about helping others reach their dreams. You know, that most of these people have been suppressed and oppressed and, and you know, their spirit squashed and there's just so much inside people and that's what they want. They just want to feel valued. They just want to feel worthwhile. They just want to achieve their goals and contribute and that's we want to help them do that. Wow. We all did that. What a place the world would be! Oh, I love it. I'm just um, <laughs> I can really hear and feel your passion for for what it is that you're doing and what you're setting up there. And I was getting a vision as you were talking there of people um, in this business, this social enterprise, going there and working and um, contributing and growing and expanding and being successful. And so what do you need? You know, um, you say you don't want to have government grants and, um, and I, you know, I can understand that because they can be changed at, at any time and uh, it's not something that you want to rely on. So what... Yeah, I what want to be reliant on government grants. We will need them mm -hmm. and we would gracefully, you know, gracefully accept them if we were provided them but not a reliance. I think that's a, the key thing. Yeah, so what do you need? What resources do you need? Because you've only just kicked off in um, yeah. the book launch in May. <laughs> yes, yes, which went fabulously well too. We were so thrilled with the support. Um, I think the key thing, it's very hard to uh, get, a, get a venue, a place to operate from so that we can have, you know, a location. People can go, well, that is broken to brilliant. I know where to go. I know where they are. You know, that's... I think that would really help kick us off, you know, considerably. We can then set up some of the social enterprise that we would like, you know, the coffee shop, you know, the, the lady who um, used to be a hairdresser but hasn't been able to be a hairdresser. She could have the hairdressing salon there and, you know, the the garden shop, you know, beside the coffee shop and all of those things turning over a little, you know, bit of money, contributing back to Broken to Brilliant but also making money for their own um, the business manager as well. Wow. So, yeah, definitely a venue would be awesome and we would want to be able to make that self-funding, of course, because that's the way we want to be able to operate. Okay, great. All right, well, you never know, um, the law of attraction <laughs> and whoever's listening. Um, <laughs> and, and on that, I'm just going to um, call it now for a short break and we'll come back and talk about how the law of attraction and putting it out there has actually helped you already. So stay with us and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Well, I don't know about you, but as Kate Smith was talking earlier about her vision for this social enterprise where we can help uh, women and uh, well I didn't ask you Kate I'll ask you in a minute whether there's men involved as well in domestic violence but the vision that I got as you were talking about the venue that you wanting to set up is almost like this big warehouse and inside that warehouse would be lots of little uh, stalls or little shops and you know things I saw like uh, a beautician a hairdresser coffee legal and uh, business bookkeeping, you know, just general small businesses just like our listeners today, you know, all sorts of just general um, small business contributing and giving out lots of skills and opportunities for people. So I suppose we'd better ask, well, first of all, are men involved? And second of all, what's the criteria for somebody to be eligible to be part of the social enterprise? And Shirley, I'm so pleased you got that vision. That's exactly what we're what's in my head as well. So I'm really pleased you got that because it'll just you know it means I'm being clear with what what we want to achieve. Uh, yes, there are definitely men involved in uh, domestic violence, and there are also uh, uh, gay people involved in domestic violence as well. So it's not just a heterosexual relationship it can be in a gay relationship as well and we've also mentioned family violence so if you if you're taking it depends on how strict you want to be with the definition of domestic violence now some people are very strict and it's you know intimate intimate partner violence so one partner to another regardless of gender Mm -hmm. but sometimes when you take the broader definition and domestic violence is family violence then it can be any member of a family to another member of a family and then you can go as far as looking at elder abuse. So it's really how you want to define the relationships of the types of abuse. 
for us, we're focusing on really on domestic violence, which is really the partner relationships and the children or young adults involved in that. And so men eventually, at the moment, we haven't got a lot of men in the organisation, but we will be expanding to do that. And so most of our members and um, our women at the moment, and that's where we're, um, we're mostly got our background in and, and our skills in is working with the women. There, we do have a criteria and we're not trying to be, you know, preventing people from joining us, but we've got to be really clear. To start to rebuild your life, you need to be out of the relationship mm -hmm. because we, we can't, we don't want to be working while people are still in the relationship and in that crisis because we're not skilled. To, to work in that crisis, traumatic situation. There are domestic violence services, there's police, there's the legal services. They are there for that crisis time and that's not where Broken to Brilliant is working. Mm -hmm. That's a takes a really good skill set to do that. So there's a lot of services that work there but not us. Mm -hmm. And we're not in that transition time early as well. So once you come out of that domestic violence situation and you move, say, into uh, transition housing or, you know, that six months after you've decided to leave, it could be up to 12 months, mm -hmm. but we're saying six months. And when you're still sort of transitioning and you may end up going back or um, not, that we're not in that transition phase either because there's other services and counselling that provide that support there. We're really after you have definitely left. So a lot of people go back around, back leave and go back seven times. It's average is seven times. So it's after you're definitely, definitely, definitely not going back and you're out. And mm -hmm. you've got to be out for greater than six months. And that's to know that you are safe. Mm -hmm. You are safe and you are ready to move forward and that's when you can work with Broken to Brilliant. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I believe there's lots of tips and tools and strategies and checklists in the book, Broken to Brilliant. So where can we get the book? The book is available on Amazon. It's available on Booktopia. You can get it on um, iTunes. It's gone digital because we self-published and we made it go out there so that people could access this. We wanted everybody to get it. And when I say self-publishing, Julie, I've got to tell you, <laughs> I've got to tell you, it's, it's not like, you know, someone said to me, oh, self-publish, yeah, don't you just write a, a Word doc, do a bit of spell checking and upload it to Amazon? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not that simple. It took years. It took two years to get this to this book to this point, and there's lots of things in there that I never even knew you had to do. <laughs> so, so you, you you're starting a charity. So you found out all the things that you need to do to that. You're starting up a social enterprise, which is like starting up a, a new startup business. You need to get funding. You need to get your venue. You need to get your volunteers. You've self-published a book and learned all of uh, how to do that. I'd say that you're developing your skill set in a real hurry. <laughs> Yes, just it's like, okay, that's where I'm going and now I do it and go, okay. And you just chunk it down, just doing chunks at a time. And yes, there is overwhelm, all of those things that happen, but I, I think the key thing is I'm not the expert, so I'm always asking to find, okay, so we've got a publishing consultant to help us, guide us, because we didn't know the process. Because mm -hmm. uploading a book 
you can't, you know, up to the digital sphere, it's not just one platform, there's multitudes of platforms, it's not just one format, there's multitudes of formats it's got to be in. And I didn't, you know, have the time to be able to go and learn all those digital skills, so we had to pay someone to do that. And there's editing and proofreading and all the all the skills in between that you can't master yourself. So you've got to be able to engage other people and work with a, a team to be able to bring things forward. And that's what we you know, that's what you do in business as well. You have a team, you have your staff, you have people that help, you have your mentors, your coaches. You need to bring all of that together yes. you know, to be successful. Wow. Well, gee, that is an amazing journey where, <laughs> when you look at where you've been and, uh, and, and your book says it all, Broken to Brilliant and Breaking Free to Be You After Domestic Violence. Well, Kate, it's certainly been a pleasure getting to know you and it's certainly been a pleasure listening to your vision and how much you are doing to help people that might find themselves in that situation. So thanks so much for joining with us today and for sharing your story uh, and yours and the other contributing author stories are also so inspiring in your book. So, listeners. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Kate. I really appreciate it. So, listeners, I trust you've learned much today. I know I have, and unfortunately, that's all we have time for. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom, and we've been talking with Kate Smith, founding director of the charity Broken to Brilliant. So, I invite you to ponder the word freedom. And whilst we generally refer to Reclaim Your Freedom as meaning to get your life back by not working so hard and so long, Kate reminds us today that there are so many other ways that we enjoy freedom. So this week, let's be grateful for the opportunity to create your ideal business lifestyle. Look after the people that are helping you build your business or organisation. And if you have a mind and if you've got the resources, then I'm sure Kate would love to hear from you as well. And uh, let's help other people to enjoy their life as well. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.